Jesus said of himself, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. Jesus was saying, as I hear from God, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. A person can think he is doing good and helping the poor and helping the sick and doing good and be doing evil unless it is authored by God. There's an astounding scripture in Matthew chapter 7 on this subject. Jesus says, verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name have done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. What's he talking about here? He's talking about unless God tells you to do that work, it will be an evil work. Even if you're visiting the sick, even if you're giving all your money to the poor, it will be an evil work unless it is authored by God. The works that are authored by God are given to us by the Holy Spirit. You can see other people do the do works and you'll think they're good and you'll think they're what you should do. But the worst thing you could do is copy other people. You've got to hear from God to know what you are supposed to do. Otherwise it will be evil. I was born again in 1975. At that time, I owned a business, and so I could stay home and read the Bible. I didn't have to go into the shop if I didn't want to go into the shop. I had three very competent people who worked for me, so I could have plenty of time to read the Bible, which I did. And I went to church, and I went to the prayer group. God taught me... This scripture in John chapter 5, verse 30, I believe that was probably the first scripture he taught me. And that is, of mine own self, I can do nothing. If the Son of God, Jesus, could do nothing by his own self, I reasoned, how could I do something by my own ideas? I would have to be able to hear from God and wait until I heard from God before I did anything. God taught me just meditate on the scriptures that were called to my attention by the Holy Spirit, scriptures that stood out to me when I was reading the Bible. Meditate on those scriptures and do what they say to do. The whole foundation of following God is this principle. Follow God, 
by the Spirit of God. For he is the one who knows what God is going to do with you. He searches the heart of God to reveal to you the way to go. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you are born again by the Spirit of God, you're going to have the Spirit of God in you because we're all sealed by the Spirit of God and we have the Spirit of God in us. If you need scripture on that subject, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? This is the way we know what God wants us to do is because the Spirit of God will remind us of a scripture or bring a concept to our mind and lead us in what to do as we go through this life. And this is a constant leading. It is something that happens from the day we're born again until we die. We're led by the Spirit of God when we belong to God. And we cannot follow God until we hear from God. So where do you start now? You start where you are. You start where your circumstances are at this moment. I'm 83, perhaps you're 21. Are you married? If so, that's definitely your assignment to work with your family. You might have more that God is going to have you do, but that's a big handful to be godly in front of your children, to work in a godly way with your children. It's certainly possible to do it, but you're going to have to be strongly led by God. And look at what I do. I speak these messages to exhort you in the way of God. I have to be strongly led by God. My assignment is not harder than your assignment. It's just that we both have to be led by God. And that is the critical factor. Proverbs 14, 12, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Each of us have to pray for God to lead us, to recognize God leading us and to execute the things that God has shown us to do and to execute them by faith in knowing that it's God leading us. I do not believe the Holy Spirit will ever tell us to do something or lead us to do something that is not according to Scripture because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to us exactly what God wants us to do. And the thing that he wants me to do is different from the thing he wants you to do. So it, you have to have the Holy Spirit leading you. The Holy Spirit will bring to your mind scriptures or concepts and 
with either one of the two, you look deeply into the scripture or the concept by praying for God's wisdom. And then by keeping that scripture or that concept before you day and night and then doing it. If you fail to do it, it'll avail you nothing. So doing is a very important point in the subject of faith. As the body without the spirit is dead, faith without works is dead. If you have faith, you will do according to what you have faith to do. But it all starts with hearing from God by his spirit. If you are born again, you've heard from God by his spirit, or you wouldn't be born again. There are many people who go forward at churches and are baptized in water who are not born again. There are many people who join a church without being born again. And there are many people who think they are Christians without being born again. Jesus says you must be born again. It's the Spirit of God speaking to us, which shows us that we are sinners or shows us the way to go. And without that, how can you be born again without the Spirit of God? You can't be. And if you're born again, the Spirit of God lives in you. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That is Romans 8.14 We live in a world today where people want to be seen as doing good and being good. At least we do in the United States. It is put before us constantly. Don't hate. Don't hate. You can't hate. Everybody's got to be equal. You can't be racist. And they all try to do it by their flesh. Years ago, there was a basketball player, and he was on the subject of world peace. So he went to court and renamed himself World Peace. And on the back of his jersey, he was an NBA player, on the back of his jersey, his name was listed as World Peace. After he did all this, at one point, he got into a fist fight on the basketball court and was suspended. When you set about to eliminate hatred by setting up a rule, it's like a New Year's resolution. You can't do it. Actually, you can't eliminate hatred because what is hatred? It's a work of the flesh. It's one of the works of the flesh. The best we can do is control it. And only then can we control it through the Spirit of God. Because, if possible, our flesh will rise up and take over and do the works of the flesh. And the only way we can control them is by the Spirit of God. All the things that I see the world trying to do today, at least where I live, I turn on the TV and I see portions of the world news and everybody's trying to look good in the sight of other people. I don't hear anybody saying that they're trying to look good in the sight of God. 
It's just in the sight of other people. This is what happened here in Matthew 7 that Jesus is warning us about. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, says Jesus, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I didn't tell you to do those things, is what he's saying. This was your own idea. This was your church's idea. You signed up on the bulletin board to visit the sick. You signed up on the bulletin board to do this good work. You did not hear it from me. Many are going to do that. Many. Well, we don't want to be one of those. We don't want to be one of those people that goes out and tries to do things without hearing from God. Then he goes on to say, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, these things that I speak to you. It's not just a matter of reading the Bible and going out and doing what it says. It is a matter of God showing you to do that work. And the way he shows you is by his Spirit. He might give you a dream to show you to do that work. I've had that happen many times. I've had what I believe to have been an angel from the Lord speak to me to show me to do a work. The first time I ever really did any ministry work was January 10th, 1980. In the night, a very loud trumpet-like voice was like blowing a bugle in my ear. The voice was so loud. I was asleep in the night, and this voice blew these three words into my ear, and I jumped out of bed. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed. And the first thing I did was write the letters KWJS on a notepad. I could remember the Hartford. I could remember Seattle. But KWJS, those letters were most likely call letters to radio or television. And I didn't want to get the letters mixed up. When I looked it up, it was a radio station. And I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. And I said, I, I'm a writer, not a speaker. That sound like Moses. I can't go to Pharaoh. Who am I? See, that's our first reaction. Then the Holy Spirit brought these words to my mind. Call the radio station manager. I'd said I don't know how to do this. Call the radio station manager. So that same morning, 
As soon as the business offices were likely to be opened, I called and asked to speak to the radio station manager. He came online and I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would I do that? He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long and send it to me. And if you fit our broadcasting, we'll offer you a contract. And that was our conversation. That same morning, I got my tape recorder. I prayed for God to show me what to put on it. And I just started talking. I made a tape 29 and a half minutes long, put it in the mail, sent it to the radio station manager. I was offered a contract, and within five days, I was speaking exhortations to the church on radio. Every step of that shows you about hearing from God and being called by God and being assigned a project by God. So where do you start? I, I think you start with prayer, just a simple prayer. Please, God, show me what I'm supposed to do day by day, second by second, and every day just ask God for wisdom. But you start where you are, and where are you? If you're a sixth grader hearing this, you go to school and you'll start in the way you deal with people at school and the way you deal with your teachers. You'll be probably starting there. But if you are 20 years old and have a family, where is your responsibility before God? Just recently, God showed me something and it was about this woman that is the wife of that Prince Harry, who's uh, English monarchy. She said that she was suicidal because someone, she's part black and her husband's white, and someone said something about, well, wonder what color the baby would be. And she was very depressed over this. She's obviously not of God and obviously not of the church. She was very depressed and became suicidal. And they were carrying on about her and about how, oh, poor thing, she didn't get mental health. And God said to me, what kind of woman is this who thinks of committing suicide when she has a young baby? What is this? <laughs> well, there's nothing good about it. It's just a worldly person who's out of control. Because if you're a mother, your assignment is to your family. It's very simple. Your assignment is to your family. First, you deal with your family. And the most selfish thing that you could ever think of doing would be committing suicide and leaving a little baby alone. That's horrible. And yet these people are trying to make her look like she's been wrongfully dealt with. Well, I've always found that when I think I'm wrongfully dealt with and often God will show me where I've been wrong and then I no longer feel I'm wrongfully dealt with because I'm focused on the wrong I've been doing. And that's how you get born again. These are just worldly flare-ups. And we really have to stay out of it because unless you have God's judgment on the matter, then you know nothing. 
I believe on that matter I did have God's judgment. And then later I was shown something else, and that is, what is a wife ordained to do? How was she created? How did God create the woman? He created her to be a helpmeet to her husband. That's in Genesis chapter 2. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will create a helpmeet for man. And today we've got all of this thing going on where women have to rise up and be something. The greatest thing we can be is what God wants us to be. It's all a matter of what God wants, how he ordained it. And we have to keep our view on how he created man and woman in the Bible. Because they're not created the same way. And the curse, there's a curse on both men and women because of the sin of Eve. God put a curse on them, and they're not the same penalty. A woman's desire would be to her husband, and the man would rule over his wife. He would work by the sweat of his brow. It's so upside down today. We can't do anything about the world. I can't help this woman who said she was suicidal. I don't have access to her. But I have access to you. And I am appointed by God to help the church. Each of us have to construct our life based on that which God shows us both in the scriptures and in specific words that he gives us. We can't do anything of our own will. It's as we hear from God that we must act. And even then, when we do that, many times people in our own household will think we're wrong. But if you know it's God who's shown you to do something and you're absolutely sure, you simply do it. There are many works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 tells us what these works are. Hatred is one of them, by the way. You can't actually eliminate your flesh. It's just waiting to take over. But we who belong to God control our flesh by recognizing it's trying to take over. And we say, oh God, help me. Please don't let me say that. Or if you are a young person and are tempted by adultery or fornication and you belong to God, you turn to him, oh God, please don't let me do this. Please help me. See, we control our flesh. Opportunities arise for the flesh to take over and do what it wants to do. But we who are of God turn to God and he shows us how to escape and how to overcome our own flesh. This is we, the control of the flesh 
is the thing that we do as long as, as we live on the earth, as long as we are alive, as long as God leads us, leaves us here. We have to know that we can't eliminate the flesh. It will try to rise up. We control the flesh by learning to turn to God. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, that's living in superstitions, hatred, variance, which is debating and arguing with people and striving, Emulations, which is the desire to be better than everybody else. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They which do such things the people who yield to the flesh. Now, once you're born again, the flesh doesn't go away. You still have the opportunity to hate someone. They say something that offends you. And you have the opportunity to kind of sizzle on a stove, hating on, letting that hatred build in your heart. Instead of turning to God, you can be swept away. You can be swept away from salvation. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, shows us that. Jesus says, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. By that you see that our name can be blotted out of the book of life. He that overcometh, it's overcoming the flesh. It's overcoming that temptation. And we do that in a very simple way. God help me. And he will. 1 Corinthians 10.13 There's no temptation taken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye shall be able to bear it. So you recognize you're about to do one of these fleshly things, and you cry out to God, please don't let me do that. God has a way for you to escape, and the Holy Spirit will at some point show you that way. And then you just simply go that direction to avoid these fleshly things. It could be hatred. It could be adultery. It could be fornication. It can be idolatry. It can even be superstitions. Witchcraft. All of these things are dealt with by turning to God. Help me in this problem. And God is faithful to help you. 
So our situation is very simple. It's turning to God. It's not a matter that we are strong in ourselves. That's the worst thing you can do. It's that we are strong in God. It's his strength that gets us through these things. It's his strength that we need in every one of the temptations. So therefore, we simply ask God to help, to give me what I need to get through this situation that I'm in. And you will overcome that way when you go in the way of God as shown to you by the Holy Spirit. But you will not overcome when you try to figure out what to do. (laughs) That won't work. It's waiting on God. You just simply have to wait until you hear from God. When I'm troubled, I never read the Bible. I never read the Bible when I'm troubled. I never search for an answer in the Bible when I'm troubled. I know I could get it wrong. But you will not get it wrong by calling on God to help you and by calling on God to give you wisdom. He will then show you what to do. But if you try to do it yourself, you could be on a path of destruction. It has to be a trust in God. Turning to God. That's always the answer. Looking just once again at Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Many will be cast away by doing their own good works. By doing what is right in their own eyes. We must do what is right in the sight of God in the issues pertaining to this life. We must turn to God and say, help me to say what you want me to say. Help me to do what you want me to do. Our faith has to be in God rather than being in ourselves. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.